The Trev and Ben Show. Broadcasting to the London Borough of Croydon. This is Croydon Radio. Oh, 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 oh. And now, Trevor Smith and Ben Harmon. It's Christmas! <laughs> the Trev and Ben Christmas Show. A very good morning to you. Welcome to Croydon Radio and welcome to the Trev and Ben Christmas Show. I'm excited. It is the big one, isn't it? It's Christmas. It's Christmas Day. I love Christmas Day. Who doesn't? Well, who doesn't? If you don't like Christmas Day, there's something very wrong with you. Very weird. (laughs) It's very weird. And we are not in the usual place today for the show, are we, Ben? No, we're not. We are here in our little country manor that we have hired out for the festivities. We're doing a festive outside broadcast. (laughs) It's very nice. We've got a roaring fire. Mm. You've got your dogs by you. Yep. This is all lovely. And we've got so much Christmas stuff to come in the next two hours. Like what? Do tell. Well, every single song is a Christmas classic. Wow. And not just a Christmas classic, not just any old Christmas classic. We are talking the full-on cheese factor. Excellent. The cheese factor. <laughs> it's a new show. It's okay. A new Christmas. I'm just auditioning for the voiceover of the X right. Factor in case he decides to leave again. I doubt it. The cheese factor. Quite good. It's not bad, is it? Uh, also, uh, we're going to sort the Christmas dinner out. You're doing all the cooking, Ben, which okay. I'm quite excited about. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll just remember not to score the Brussels sprouts. Don't score the Brussels sprouts. <laughs> Ruins them. And. Um, well, more on the turkey later, but I'm very excited about what's happening with the turkey over there. <laughs> uh, we're doing the compendium, but we're doing that at 10 o'clock today. Ooh, is it, a Christ- is it a Christmas special? I think it will be. Is it? Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Uh, I've also got a treat for you outside a little bit later, Ben. Oh, yeah. You know, I've gone to a lot of effort to ensure that you have the Christmas I know you would dream of. That's very sweet of you. The one you would wish of. I've done a lot of work. It's cost me a lot of money. I'm looking forward to it. But I've sorted that for you. Uh, We have got a special Christmas pub quiz later on. And a special Christmas tale. Ooh. Yeah, a special story for Christmas. And let's face it, Christmas is all about stories, isn't it? It is. I love Christmas sitting around the fire, someone telling me a little story. Someone the other day said to me, I like a scary story at Christmas. Why? Ooh. Don't have a scary story at Christmas. No, no <laughs> place in Christmas. Christmas is not about being scared. Christmas is about fun, family, presents, festivities, food. It's all those things. It's the Trevor Ben Christmas Show, right here on Croydon Radio, live from our mansion. Ho, ho, ho. Can it be? It's a pretty thing, isn't it? Oh, the little drummer boy, Ben. It's a classic. It is a classic. Very exciting moment on the show. What's coming up? Got a very special guest on the phone. Oh, is it the big man? It's the big man live from the North Pole. (gasps) Hello, Santa. Hello. It's so nice to hear from you. And how was your night? Oh, it was exhausting. There's always a problem, you know, without getting into too, too much detail, because it's Christmas. But the little helpers that people talk about, they, uh, they don't really help. So, uh, you know, I'm getting on a bit now. So uh, it's, it's quite tiring, to be quite honest, quite tiring. It's good to be back. In, and if you don't mind, I'm, I'm just going to take my boots off because I'm, I'm really quite tired. And what's the toy you've had to make the most of this year? Oh, it's PlayStation 6 or something like that. These, these things and, and iPhones and, and 
There's not a lot of the old, the old toys, you know, the old toys. I used to love those, and we don't really get a lot of those now. It's all Argos this and Argos that, you know. And obviously, you know, it's good that they sell things like that, but, but I have to source them from all over the place. And, you know, it's, it'd be nice to be sending more toys to the little children. I suppose, though, in many ways, uh, the actual gathering and making isn't your responsibility. You're more the delivery department, aren't oh, you? Oh, yes. Well, absolutely. I mean, uh, well, I'm just, well, just going to have another mince pie, actually. Have you had, an, have you had a few drinks tonight, Santa? <laughs> oh, yes. I mean, that's one of the perks of the job, I've got to say. Um, you know, every house somebody go to... But they still do that, and uh, you know, you think they—the you know, cynical nature of everything. But you get in there, and and there's a mince pie, and there's a little glass of port, or a little bit of brandy, and and before you know where you are, you're you're quite enjoying yourself. So, what's your plan for the rest of the day? Oh, sleep. I'm tired because, as I say, and I don't mean to knock them. And there, there a couple of them are hiding round be, behind the, my big sofa, but some of those little helpers don't really do much. And, you know, I, I, I don't mean to get angry on Christmas, but, you know, it's, it's, I could do with a bit of help in, in, in my time of life. When you go for your little uh, Christmas Day nap, Santa, just yeah. where, where, where'd you go? Oh, well, I've got my own little grotto. So, in we go. I'm just, there's, there's quite a heavy door, so I'm just going to move that. It's an exclusive open. treat. And, um, it's a beautiful place. It's got a huge bed and lights. So I'm just going to lie down in a minute onto my nice big bed. And it's a huge bed. It's, a, it's 20, oh, 20 feet by 20 feet. Oh, I suppose it's all in meters now. Isn't it? Ah, well, I'm just lying down. Oh, I might just have a little brandy before I go down, so to speak. Ah, oh, right, there we are. Just have a little slurp, excuse me. Mm, that'll do the job. Um, uh, we can finish, and I'll tell you all about um, Mrs. Uh... Uh, Santa? Oh, is he gone? Santa? Oh, I think we've I think we've lost him, Triv. Can you call him back? Yeah, I, I think this must be maybe signal his end or my. I'm not sure. Let me let me just try this. One sec. That might have been the wrong number, but uh, uh, you see that I may have scrolled by a place or two there. But yeah, mm. well, we'll try and get Santa back at some point uh, during the show. He's got our number, we've got his, so we'll try and definitely get him back. I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. That was I Saw Mummy Kissing Santa Claus by the Beverly Sisters. Can I just correct you? Have I made a mistake already? Yeah, it's I Saw Mommy 
Oh, mo- oh, it's the American. Mommy kissing huh? Santa Claus. <laughs> That's going to mess you up if you see that, isn't it? Yeah. Imagine you sort of creeping down the stairs at night. You're excited. It's Father Christmas Bean. And there he is. Oh, he's been. Sucking your mum's face. Ugh. <laughs> you don't want to see that. The betrayal. I don't think Father Christmas would do that sort of thing. I don't think he'd stoop to such disgraceful behaviour. He's on a tight schedule. I don't think he's got time to be, you know, getting his jollies on. Getting his jingle bells off. <laughs> he hasn't got time for that. He really hasn't. Mind you, I always find that when you watch a film, you know, a good sort of action movie, and there's that moment where they're still fighting for their lives and yet they still find time to have a big old kiss and I haven't got time for that <laughs> it's still they're running towards you with guns you can imagine if the woman did start you know trying to put a kiss on him during the you know come on woman they're firing at us let's go and besides that he's got his wife back at the North Pole hasn't he Mrs Claus Mrs Claus is there actually a Mrs Claus officially I don't know if there is she's very much under the radar she's a very trusting woman as well isn't she yeah. Anyway, let's leave uh, Father Christmas and Mommy to do whatever they need to do. Yeah. So, Ben, Christmas Day, the big Christmas dinner, of course. Oh, yeah, it's coming up. What's it normally like in your house? Uh, I sort of stay out of the way. Mum yeah. does all the cooking, and yeah. I just enjoy it. I'm pretty much the same. I don't really get involved. But there, there are certain things that happen in my household, like my, my dad and my uncle do the veg. That's their job. Can't really get that wrong, can you? No, but it takes them a very long time. Really? There's a trip to the pub in, in between... Mm-hmm. So they normally start, I think, about, I don't know, 10 in the morning. It doesn't sound like they're too committed to this veg. Oh, no, they're committed. Really? Oh, God, yeah. Oh, because if there's any hint of it going wrong, honestly, the stress in that kitchen, you you have to steer well clear. What, of just doing some veg? Oh, honestly, Ben. <laughs> because it's not just it's not just your normal potato, carrots and um, parsnips. My uncle will do all kinds of roasted onions and even peppers. Oh. All sorts, you know. So it's it's not just straightforward. So is it once they're in the oven, that's it? Or do they need to be rotated and cared for or just... I have no idea. Like I say, I don't get involved. Oh, you proved your point. Yeah. It's, just, it's not none of my business. And you don't even like to ask? No. The only time I've ever been involved was uh, occasionally I'm asked to help peel the sprouts or something. And I don't even like sprouts. I didn't even know you had to peel sprouts. Or oh, you don't have to put the little cross in and do all of that, don't, I don't you? Think, I don't think you're supposed to do that anymore. I think now they say you're what, not anymore? supposed Anymore? Was yeah. it suddenly illegal? No, no I don't think there's been any law passed. But I think suddenly I heard... Not suddenly, I say suddenly. There's nothing sudden about it. I was what, just, did someone just stop you in the street? <laughs> yeah. Hi, have you heard the news? <laughs> you don't need to cross a sprout anymore. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sure I saw something... Uh, Gordon Ramsay or Jamie Oliver, one of them, saying you shouldn't cross your sprouts because it lets all the flavour bleed out into the boiling water. What flavour? There is no flavour in a sprout. I don't mind eating them. I think they're all right. No, I'm not, not a fan. No? No. They are responsible for that sort of green fog that descends Christmas Day in the yeah, afternoon. Yeah, that same smell that you always get in any block of flats. Yes. If you ever go into any block of flats, it, there's just always a smell of cabbage and sprouts. <laughs> and I reckon there's always one mad person in a block of flats who just sits there all day simmering sprouts. <laughs> that would be a very strange thing to do. It's the only explanation there is. <laughs> now, what about the turkey? In your house, is it always turkey, or do you sometimes, some Christmases, you do something different? I never understand why people would do anything different. Well, I, I do. My sister doesn't have the turkey. 
What does she have? Uh, it varies from year to year, but she, she's not a big fan of turkey, so she'll get something else. Really? Yeah, and this year we've got people coming around and some of them don't like turkey, so they're not having it. And, and frankly, I, I don't, I'm not all that keen on turkey. And I don't understand why the one day of the year when everyone gets around for one specific meal, we eat the one thing that for the rest of the year you don't really have because no one really likes it. I love it. You like turkey. I love turkey. I would eat it all year. I don't know why people don't. The only time I really do enjoy turkey is in a, is in a, you know, a, a deli-type sandwich. Right. A cold, cold meat sandwich. Now, this, of course, negates our Christmas dinner that you're about to make. Uh, it doesn't negate it. I'm just <laughs> sort of highlighting that I'm not the biggest turkey fan, but I have a special recipe. I see. Which brings it to life. It makes it the juiciest, most succulent turkey you've ever tasted. Now, when you said to me this year, you said, uh, look, why don't you and I get together? We're doing a show on Christmas Day. Why don't we get together, hire this manor that we're in? Oh, yeah. And I said, yeah, that sounds nice. Nice way to do Christmas. And then you offered to do the cooking, which is very kind of you. Oh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a kind person. Have you ever done a Christmas dinner on your own before? This will be my first. Right. I've been you know, reading some instructional books on turkey preparation and how to get the whole thing rolling. So, you know, I think you're in for a treat. Okay, and so um, what are we having this year? Well, we'll be having my famous starter, which is, of course, my famous festive tapenade. Oh, that is lovely. Remind me what's in that. That's finely chopped olives, capers, mm. uh, olive oil, don't forget the olive oil, a bit of salt, oh. anchovies, and the secret ingredient. What's the secret ingredient? The giblets. And what you do, you lightly sear them in a pan. Lightly sear, slice finely, and sprinkle your giblets. Nice and thin. John, I think that's my favourite bit of the meal. Well, I've heard, I've got high praise for it before. I love giblets. You love giblets? I love giblets. People think, oh, the giblets are just for the animals. Funny enough, I saw Gordon Ramsay do a version of a Christmas tapenade. Did you? He left out the giblets, Trev. I'd take a Michelin star away from him for that. Ramsay ain't got no giblets, Trev. Well, <laughs> that's something he needs to remedy, and quite quickly. Anyway, moving Christmas on. ain't Christmas without your giblets. Absolutely not. But for the main course... Or the main course. What are we having today, Ben? I'm Boy, salivating I have, already. I have a treat for you today. Oh, what have we got? We've got pigs in blankets. Oh, pigs in blankets. Are they chipolatas? Oh, yes. Chipolatas wrapped in, in uh, parma ham, lightly grilled, crispy oh. perfection. Oh. And then you, you that fat in the pan, you just yeah. drizzle it back over. Oh. So it's, uh, it's marvellous. Then we've got the buttered Brussels sprouts with chestnuts. You see, I don't like Brussels sprouts, Ben, but because you do them with the chestnuts... I tell you what, my sprouts are nothing without my nuts. And you want to you cover that in a nice garlic butter. Absolutely. You're oh. going to cover your nuts in a garlic oh, butter? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it wouldn't be the same. And roast my parsnips. Oh. I've got my special way of doing them. They go in alongside my roast spuds, of course. They're all lovely. My festive yes. spuds. And I'll take, take some of those spuds aside. Yeah. Because we're doing mash as well. Do you parboil? Oh, of course, you've got to parboil. Okay. You've got to parboil, then, then mash, and a bit more butter in there. It's a very unhealthy dish. <laughs> <laughs> so throw in that, and then you've got mash and roasties. How about that? Oh, what about a bit of sweet potato? Doesn't end there. Sweet potato, throw that in if you want. I'll, I can do some of that. No problem. What about a bit of braised red cabbage to sweet your lips this Christmas tree? How about that? Oh, lovely. Sweet lips. And how about this? I've got a new a new ingredient, a new addition to my dinner trip. Oh, I like it. What about roast carrots drizzled with a cranberry jus? Oh, Ben, it sounds absolutely delightful. Mouth-watering. And of Ooh. course, we're going to have the Xmas pud. Of course. Of course. Christmas wouldn't be Christmas without the pud. Oh, with a bit of brandy on it. Do I, I, last year, I burnt my eyebrow off, do you remember? I do, I do. We had to call the fire brigade. You didn't half look surprised. <laughs> so we're we doing that again this year? We will be, but we're, you know, the recession has hit quite hard this year. Has it? So we're not going to be putting money in it. Oh? 
No. And it's a bit unhygienic as well, shoving coins into your But I got one of those £2 coins last year. I like those. I know. We're going to try. This year, we're going to have postal orders and lottery tickets stuffed in there. Oh, well, that's novel. So just make sure you don't choke. All right. Well, what time are we planning on having dinner? Well, I think we're going to be sitting down maybe uh, four o'clock-ish. Oh, lovely. Anyway, if you will excuse me, Trevor, there's a lot to do. I've got a big list there. You have. I've got to crack on with it, and I've got to take care of the main, the key component that brings it all together, the turkey. Excellent. Well, you go and sort the turkey out. Now, we are very much looking forward to our Christmas dinner. If you would like to let us know what you're having, particularly if you're having anything a little bit different, then do tweet us, at Trevor and Ben, and, oh, that turkey does look delicious. And if you're preparing your turkey in a special way, just as Ben is over there, then, uh, oh dear, you might need to wipe the walls down a little bit later, Ben. Right. That's that done. Turkey in the oven. Oh, Ben. Yeah. Is that a bit of cranberry juice or something on you? Oh, I thought I got it all. What is it? I, it's, it might have been something to do with the turkey. Just move on, move on. Oh, okay. Just wipe it oh, off. Oh, God. Right, it's gone. No, Other the, side? There's a bit there as well. Oh, right. How's that? Okay. Yeah, okay. Well, I think you're clear now. That's oh, one of your favourites, isn't it, Ben? It is. It's Johnny Mathis, When a Child is Born. Why is that one of your favourites? I just think it's super cheesy. I is really, it? I really like it. In fact, you'll find that all the songs on today's show are top Christmas cheese. Oh, yeah. Hand-picked. <laughs> Oh, I do like a bit of Christmas cheese. Oh, a bit of brie. Well, I don't like brie. Who doesn't like brie? Oh, it's like eating rubber, isn't it? No, 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 no. You've got to age it. Really? Yeah, you want it to be runnier. Shouldn't be rubbery. Should be runny. Uh-huh. The runnier, the better. And then what do you do with it? Do you cook it? You could cook it. Yeah? You could uh, smear it onto a cracker. The only cheese I really like is I, I, lo- I love a good bit of cheddar. I knew you were going to say cheddar. Feta. Love feta. Now you surprised me. Really? I'd have thought you'd have been you'd have been just give me a bit of plain old cheddar and that'll do me. Oh no, a nice bit of feta. A lovely bit of uh, what's it is it smoked applewood? Oh, I've never had that. Oh lovely. Someone once recommended the cheese to me. Yeah. And uh, I should have the alarm bell should have been going off straight away. Right. Because they didn't keep it in the house because what? of the odour. They came in, it was like molten tarmac, this stuff. It was it was like a like a borderline liquid substance yeah and I had to be rude because I, I I tried some because they said we know it doesn't smell good but try it yeah you'll love it it Did tastes you? I, I tried it because these are people I like I respected and trusted their opinion and I thought okay they, they recognise it stinks so they gave me this cheese I tried it then I had to leave run to the toilet and vomit so what sort of cheese was this do you know what it was no it was from another country, I think. It was a yellowy substance. It was like glue. And it, as I say, they had to keep it in another part of the... Well, in the garden, in a the shed, they kept this thing. That's ridiculous. No food should smell that bad that <laughs> you have to put it in a shed at the bottom of the garden. And you see, I was I felt very rude because they had made a big song and dance about, oh, try this special cheese, went to the end of the garden to fetch the stinking cheese. And then I was loudly throwing up in their house. And it, it was rude, but then again, they had just served me this horrible stuff. Did they feel bad about it? No, I don't think so. Well, when you sort of emerge from the toilet, did they not go, oh, we're so sorry about that? No, not at all. No, did they laugh at you? I think they probably did a little bit, yeah. Excellent. They're nice people. They're lovely, <laughs> but they have odd cheese. So Johnny Mathis, 
right? When a child is born, yeah, it's uh, obviously cheesy. We've we've discussed that, mm. but I think it's it's a lovely song for the time of year as we celebrate the birth of the little baby Jesus. Yeah, and therefore it's that time of year when there's the nativity play. Oh, the great nativity. Been to any this year? No. Nope. You, you got any children that you have to go and see perform? No, no children, no nativities for me. As a kid, were you in a nativity? I was. I think maybe that's what soured me on it. Oh, really? I think so. I was I was cast as a donkey. Oh, typecast. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks very much, mate. <laughs> um, were you the back end or the front end? I was the whole thing. The whole thing? The whole thing my mum had to make. That was that must have been fun for my mum, you know, coming home to the news that Ben needs a donkey costume for the nativity play. She's got to sew that out of some old pillowcase or something. That's Poor the mum. thing. They always ask so much of parents, don't they? Yeah. Oh, can you come up with, can you rustle up a donkey outfit? I envy the kids who got to be the wise men because that's just a tea towel and, uh, and a bed sheet, isn't it? Yeah, easy. Done. Easy. And a rubber band, maybe. And so what did you have to do? Just come on, stand there and walk off again from memory that was about it yeah and I don't even think my face was on show because I think my mum had gone a bit overboard with this donkey <laughs> costume <laughs> which I was glad at. I didn't want to be exposed as the child who had to play the donkey of course not no I had to play Father Christmas in a nativity once why did you get the lead role well it's not I mean it's very odd to have Father Christmas in a nativity for a start that is a good point why, why was Father Christmas anywhere near the nativity I don't really know <laughs> I don't really remember I think it was just a bit of a mashup of all different Christmas stories so do you remember what, what role Santa played what was he doing I don't remember was I know in the delivery room <laughs> <laughs> I, all I remember and I, my mum's got a picture somewhere me just dressed as Santa sitting on a bench I don't know what I had to do really I can't remember any lines not that I remember but I only played it in one performance the next performance I was a shepherd so I don't know I like to think that it was just to you know move the roles around let children <laughs> change roles but maybe I didn't live up to the expectations yeah, you see you got relegated well you could argue it sounds like a relegation from Santa to wise man but or was shepherd was it yeah not even wise man oh, dear. <laughs> sorry just, about that it's just you know shepherd at the back <laughs> but at least you were given a legitimate role at least you were supposed to be there well, in yes. the second performance <laughs> that's very true because uh, Santa seemed to have gate crashed the uh, <laughs> nativity scene no I'd go to that if you advertised it as Santa gate crashes the nativity I'd go to see that <laughs> nativity play definitely I tell you what if your child has been in a nativity this year why not tweet us about it particularly if there was anything funny I'd love to hear stories of like them picking up the the baby Jesus doll and the head coming off something like that yeah tweet us your pictures and stories we're at Trevor and Ben actually while we're talking about the internet on Christmas day why is it people go shopping online on Christmas day why is it companies start their sales on Christmas day well I was going to say that's that's obviously the sales start on Christmas day but I wouldn't want to be doing that would you no I mean I used to think it was bad enough when all the big sales started on boxing day and people would sleep out overnight what's wrong with them I can't think of anything worse you know you've got all the stress building up to Christmas just you should sit quietly and just enjoy the day you shouldn't be online shopping it's terrible no and apart from that you've got presents you don't need to go and buy anything do you yeah. it's ridiculous oh there's someone at the door Ben oh who's that Christmas day I'll go and get the it. door God rest oh. oh lovely Ben it's carol singers Timing's not great. Well, it can be much better. It is Christmas Day. I know, but we're in the middle of a show. We might be in the middle of a show, but this is great. La-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee. Oh, stick a stock in it, will you? Oh, this is horrible. It's nice, isn't it? Doesn't it make not, you feel Christmassy? No, not really. I don't feel, I don't feel Christmassy. I feel annoyed. I've been interrupted. Really? Oh, just listen. Oh. We're in the middle of something, and now we get these people knocking on the door. Have do- you got any money to give them, Ben? They're going to want some money. Money? Yeah, they want some money. No! Giving them money for you, miserable. B- oh, you're really 
Wizard, I wish it could be Christmas every day. And I genuinely do. Yeah? I think it'd be nice to have Christmas every day. Have you ever seen that story in the news about that guy who does do that? He does. Do, he, uh, yeah, it's a bit weird, isn't mm, it? A bit sad. Yeah, yeah. I'd, actually, I think it would annoy me Christmas every day. It would make the real thing less special. It would. And also, you'd constantly be living the same day over and over again with your family, and eventually you're going to fall out. Mm. Cost a fortune in Turkey as well. It would. And let's say by the sixth... I mean, I love Turkey... But, I mean, let's say by the sixth day, you're shoveling turkey down your gob again. You're reliving it all again every day with your family. I think I'd go mad. Yep. I think I'd lose it entirely. (laughs) Now, we've moved out of the comfort of the kind of uh, lounge area with the roaring fire. And we've moved into this other room in this wonderful country mansion we're in. And I think, so far, this is my favourite room in the house. Yeah? Because this is the bar stroke pub room. Lovely. It's got a proper bar. And I thought we'd come in here, Ben, because, uh, you know, it's, it's still early on Christmas Day, but uh, I think it's time we had our first drink. You think? Yeah, and uh, most people sort of have a bit of a Buck's Fizz, don't they, or something, on mm-hmm. Christmas morning? Yeah. So I've arranged these two glasses of Buck's Fizz. Thank you. And uh, cheers. Happy Christmas. Cheers, mate. I'm not really going to drink that much of it right now, because um, we don't really drink early in my house on Christmas Day, so this is breaking a bit of a family tradition. Really? Oh, yeah. I like a nice glass of Bucks Fizz. Do you? Yeah. Is this something you do in your house normally? It's breakfast tradition. And what, do you do the smoked salmon with it and all smoked that stuff? Smoked salmon, scrambled eggs, bagels, and a glass of Bucks Fizz. Wow, no, I don't do that at all. No? No, I mean, we, uh, I have one member of my family who drinks quite early in the day, but the rest of us is, oh no, it's sort of unseemly. Hmm. Do you all quietly judge that member of your family for doing it? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we make, we make sort of uh, comments, oh, is he drinking already? <laughs> you know, little, little barbed comments like that and then by about sort of lunchtime we can't find him anywhere and you think well where, where? he's left he's gone to the pub really you know? yeah who can blame him <laughs> who can blame him why not I've also found in more recent years I used to drink quite a lot on Christmas day you know I'd start after dinner and after then, dinner yeah I'd have a glass of wine with dinner and then I'd just continue drinking for the rest of the day we'd have dinner depending on what time we had dinner let's say two o'clock Oh, okay. Not as late as I thought. That's all right then. You know, and then uh, and then drink the rest of the day. But these days, uh, the last couple of Christmases, I, I haven't wanted to drink on Christmas Day. No, and I'm the one that's being looked at as the weirdo. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I mean, if I say no, I'll have wine with dinner, and that'll do me. Mm. People sort of go, "What? It's Christmas. Have a drink. Don't <laughs> want to drink. Don't force it down me. I don't have to drink. It's just because it's Christmas, do I? Oh, you should do." Really? Nice Christmas tradition, having a nice drink. What about in the lead-up to Christmas? All the Christmas parties, all the drinking. Uh, I used to love all that. Yeah? I used to go out on Christmas Eve to a pub, and it was just... This place would be rocking 
right? And I, for the first few years, I went, I loved it. And I don't know what happened to me. I don't know whether I just sort of caught the miserable bug, the Grinch bug. Yeah. But I, um, I, I went one year, I thought, I don't know why I'm here. I hate this. Why am I here? And my mates the next year said, uh, Trev, you're coming out as normal? And I went, no. Ooh. Why not? Well, I can't be bothered anymore. I didn't enjoy it last year. Not going. Well, I won't invite you out then. Bar humbug, eh? Bar <laughs> humbug. And I don't do work Christmas parties. Oh, no, I don't do those anymore. No? No. People I hate all year round. Why am I going to go out and celebrate yeah. Christmas with them? <laughs> Who just sit around talking about work. Yeah. I don't want to talk about work. I hate work. Work's just <laughs> turning up, doing what I've got to do to earn a bit of money. And I don't, certainly don't want to spend more time than I have to with you lot. Absolutely not. Talking about that. I did go to, uh, I did go to one once and I, um, I walked out. You walked out of a work walked Christmas, dude? Yeah. We went to this posh place, right? And we had dinner. And then the bosses got up and started doing speeches, uh, these mock awards, and uh, I'd had enough. And I, I said to my mate, because I'd said I, was, I didn't really want to go. I'd been working for this company for many years. I'd done the Christmas parties. They always had speeches. They always had ridiculous comedy awards to hand out. They always had a little uh, choir that was set up. You know, so suddenly, like, the finance department had been practising, you know, God rest you merry gentlemen up they'd get. So I said, uh, this one year, I said, I'm not doing them anymore. I fully support your decision to walk out. Thank you. <laughs> um, my, my mate said to me, I'll oh, come this year. What we'll do is we'll make sure we get a table that's right at the back, away from everyone, and uh, we'll have a good time. I wasn't having a good time. No. So uh, when they started the speeches, I said to my mate, I'm just nipping to the loo. Walked out. <gasps> went home. Did you have to explain to your mate where you went? Well, yeah, I did, this was in the days before I had a mobile. Wow, he must be really worried about you. So I, I stopped uh, at a phone box. <laughs> and left him a message on his mobile just said I'm really sorry Matt I couldn't handle that nonsense anymore <laughs> and um, I've gone home I think the last time I went to a work Christmas party um, I made a note that it was definitely the last one I was ever going to we went to a Chinese restaurant for some reason and very uh, festive you're very festive <laughs> and, and one of our party was very violently sick down a big oh, staircase oh. inside the restaurant Oh, yeah, no, that's not good. Yeah, so I thought, nope, I'm not going anymore. And <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing about the Christmas party, I find, is the entertainment that companies put on. Now, as I say, we used to have, um, we used to have like, the, the company choir would get up. But then we did have one party once where um, they brought in this um, musician. And I use the phrase musician loosely. <laughs> it was just this madman with a keyboard who couldn't really sing. Oh dear. And uh, this was on a boat, so I couldn't just walk out and leave. But I, just, <laughs> uh, but I, but I decided that uh, I wasn't going to stay in the room where this musician was. You could swim away. I was tempted. Tell you, mate, you've gone to the loo. <laughs> <laughs> get, get the scuba gear on. So I just I got up, and uh, I think, again, I made my excuse that I needed the loo. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, they all thought I had bladder problems, yeah. <laughs> all my mates. And I just went out and stood on the, uh, the bow of the boat or whatever it is. I don't know what. The, the bit of the boat that's outside at the front. <laughs> okay. And uh, just sat there sipping my beer. And then someone else came out, and they said, uh, Trev, the entertainment's on. And I went, yeah, I know. I heard a couple of minutes of it. <laughs> Absolutely dire. And you see, I don't think really my Christmas spirit came out. No. I don't think the people I work with thought, oh yeah, Trev loves his Christmas. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Lovely. And that song, as much as I love it, Ben, and I know it was your choice, Yeah. but that song brings back some... Very painful memories for me. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I, I, I wouldn't have... If I'd known, I'd... Can I, can I ask? I, I don't want to... 
you know, prod, but... Well, it's just in our house at Christmas, we've got a little musical mouse that sings that song right. in a very high voice. Okay. And we've had this mouse for many years. Now, I'm assuming this is an animatronic mouse. Of course. Oh, thank God. Not real. I haven't trained a real mouse to sing Christmas songs. Well, I was, I was, I was concerned. Do you really think that if I had a mouse that could sing Christmas songs, I'd be sitting here doing this right now? Well, maybe. I'd be travelling the world with my little singing mouse. Well, it's a bit of a strange thing to have, even if it isn't real. I mean, what do you mean you got an animatronic singing mouse? Well, it's a little singing mouse, and it's one of those you press the button, or I can't remember whether you have to clap or something to get it going. Sometimes you have to clap to get them going. <laughs> Story of my life. I prefer the round of applause at the end. <laughs> Sometimes it's you have to do it at the start. So we've got this little mouse that sings that song. And for the first five, six years, it was charming. <laughs> okay. But over the last few years, it's become increasingly annoying. Because actually, now that I think about it, I think it is one that you have to start off with a clap. Right. But it's not just a clap. It responds to any sort of loud noise. Right. It, it's aroused by volume so oh, don't say that so if, if you could you could be in the middle of a blazing row with someone yeah like, screaming at them yeah. and then all of a sudden have yourself a merry little Christmas <laughs> and the worst thing is of course the batteries have run down a little bit over the years oh, so now it goes you know exactly who that sounds like. Who? Who's the guy? Who's the guy that sings the Disney films for Toy Story? <laughs> what, Randy Newman? Yes! That's exactly <laughs> who that sounds like. You got a friend in me. Ah, that is it. Randy yeah. Newman is a mouse whose batteries have run down. <laughs> oh, dear. So basically, this thing's lost its charm. Oh. <laughs> but I don't like musical decorations. No, well, the, the dancing Santa is the classic. Yeah, and we've got a dancing reindeer. I think that sings... I can't remember. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, probably. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, well, I can't think be so. surprised. And then we've got another singing Santa. And a dressage reindeer. A dressage reindeer. Can I just say, actually, while we're talking about dressage... <laughs> okay. Just, uh, this is just, just <laughs> the fact you've mentioned the word dressage. <laughs> I was watching the news the other day... And you know that this time of year they have the, the horse show, the big horse show, the great horse show, some horse show. Yeah, right? it's got many different names. Yeah, yeah, but there's a horse show. And I was watching the news and they were doing a report on dressage and I suddenly had this moment of reality hit me that when the Olympics won. I got so excited over dressage. It's a dancing horse. It's pretty impressive though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but it's not a sport. It's the, it is what it is. It's the only word that ends in age. <laughs> that is acceptable, isn't it? Like, when you get those people that say sportage or sausage. Menage. <laughs> oh, yes, that's another that's acceptable. That's all right. Yes. You can do menage. So, dressage. Oh, <laughs> terrible image. Monage dressage. Monage dressage. Well, <laughs> well, let's not get involved there. Oh. oh, it's my phone. Sorry, mate. Hang on. What's the text? Oh, no, hang on. You have one new voicemail message. Oh, we should check that. Oh, it's a voice message. Yeah, because it could, it could be... um. Yeah, after that drop call, it could be, yeah. Okay, should we have a listen? Hello there. Ho, 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 ho. Look, I'm waiting in for you guys, and you don't seem to be calling me back. So, um, I've been out, you know, and I've got to go out again, and it's 
it's a bit tiresome. I'm, uh, I'm just going to have a little slurp uh, of, uh, of a little bit of brandy. And, um, but call me, because I, I need a little bit of snooze before I go out again. So pl- please call me back. Bye. Oh, there he is. We t- we've been trying to get hold of him since we lost contact earlier. Well, he must have found signal. He must have done it last. So uh, we'll try and call him back Absolutely. again very shortly and see if we can get him back online. But, uh, yeah, he sounds a little bit uh, unhappy, didn't he, really? Mm, a bit cross. Is he, um... No, well, he just sounded a bit off to me. I don't mm. quite place it, but, yeah, maybe he's a bit unhappy. Well, he's probably tired. Yeah, it must be. I mean, it's been a long day. It's been a very long night for him, yeah. Uh, anyway, Ben... It's that time where we are going to exchange our presents. Oh. I've got you something uh, very lovely here, Ben. I'm just going to get it out of my sack. And uh, you can see how beautifully wrapped it oh, is. Oh, wow. And now, is this after the bomb squad had a go at it or before? <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's lovely wrapping paper, though, isn't it? It is. It's very uh, very glittery. It is very glittery. Yes. yes. Very You're going to leave here looking like some sort of drag queen. No, I am slightly aware that you've used so much sellotape mm. that I may not be able to get it. <laughs> well, as I've said to you before, my wrapping skills are pretty poor, so I do use a lot of uh, sellotape. There we go. Ooh. There we oh. Oh my god, it's like some sort of autopsy scene. Got a <laughs> pair of legs hanging out. Lovely, so... Uh, oh, it's a... Uh, it's a little Santa Claus. It's a little Santa Claus. Oh, squeeze me. Yeah. Is that an instruction or yeah. a request? Squeeze him. Oh. oh, how festive. Isn't that lovely? Well, he will take pride of place every year on the top of my tree. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Isn't <laughs> that lovely? Lovely. Oh. Well, I suppose I've got to give you your present as well. Oh, very exciting. Now, there we are. Now, there, there are reasons behind this. Oh, OK. There we are. Now, now It's very nicely wrapped, can I say? Well, I, I think we've established that I can only wrap things that are that mm. shape. Yes, OK. So it's it's sort of oblong. I've been a lot kinder to the environment. I haven't used half as much sellotape. Oh. <laughs> well, I, I I did use a lot of sellotape on mine, I must oh, admit. Good. Let's just have a little look here. Oh. That looks like a DVD, Ben. It is. And it's a universal rating. It is. So that's good. I wouldn't want anything offensive. No, of course not. On this show. <laughs> Christopher's Christmas Mission. It's a DVD. Oh. It's a Christmas It's a Christmas story. And it's narrated by Bernard Cribbins himself. Of course. Now. Do you want to read us the blurb? It is the Christmas holidays and Christopher is working at the post office. He dreams of becoming a modern-day Robin Hood and decides to fill a sack with presents addressed to rich families and delivers them to the poor. His parents are shocked and angry when they find out, but there is a surprising ending in store for Christopher and his family. Now, who doesn't like a surprising ending at Christmas? Well, I like a happy ending at Christmas. Well, <laughs> well how about this? There is more to this present than meets the eye, Trey. Really? Why? What have I got, have I got to open it? There's bonus presents inside. Now, what have we got in here? We've got we little, s- little Christmas badges. Little badges. Oh. Now, what have we got here, Trev? We've got... I, I love your mum. Yes. The lovely badge I thought I'd pick up for Very you. nice. You can put that on your coat. Yes, but I'm not sure who I'm aiming that at. No. Well, you'll <laughs> find can, out. That's either going to get me into a lot of trouble or I'll receive a lot of pleasure. Exactly. I'm not entirely sure it's a yet. Christmas gamble. Uh, old SpongeBob Square SpongeBob. pads. SpongeBob, I know you're a big fan. A huge fan. Although very odd that he's round. When, 
when he's known as Square Pads. Oh, it's a badge. It's, 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 it's square badges. Of course, you get square badges. Uh, oh, then we got a man with headphones on. That's a radio theme. Radio see. theme. One. And the last one I think you like the most. I love boobs. There you go. Excellent. If I put those two together, so it says, "I love your mum's boobs," <laughs> would that be all right? I think that would be the best outcome of all. <laughs> well, thank you very much. It's ben. a Christmas miracle. Pogues and Kirsty McCall, fairy tale of New York on Croydon Radio. It's a Trevor and Ben show, and a bit earlier than normal. It's time for Mr. Ben Harmer's Corking Games Compendium. Ben's Corking Games Christmas Compendium. My Christmendium. Christmendium. Yeah. Is that what we should have called it? I think so. Well, why didn't we do that? <laughs> Lack of planning. You know, when I was doing my Christmas shopping, I was uh, in Sainsbury's and I saw a box that's a games compendium. Really? It's a wooden games compendium. And I, I thought of you. Someone's trying to wheedle in on my compendium market. I know, but this time with wooden games. No, I'm not that. Who wants that? Who wants that? These are games that really stretch the yeah. mind, aren't they? You know, this isn't drafts or whatever they are in that box. Yeah, kindling, that box. <laughs> yeah, rubbish. Yeah. yeah, stick it on the Christmas fire. That's what <laughs> I say. If someone's bought you that for Christmas, ignore it. It's, yeah. not, it's not an official compendium. No. As far as we're concerned, it's a charlatan. It's a charlapendium. Yeah. There's only one Chris Mendium in town, <laughs> and it's this one. <laughs> and it's this one. Anyway, uh, the drum of destiny is here, adorned in yeah. Christmas glory. Beautiful, isn't it? Uh, I mean, you've done bells, tinsel, lights. Brings a tear to your eye and well, a lump to your throat. Uh, so I will spin the Chrisendium. Chrismendium. Chrismendium. I'm going to call it compendium. It's not even that. You're behaving it? like it's not a real word. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's unbelievable, isn't it? I'm going to spin the drum of destiny. Yes. The Christmas drum. The, the crumdom of destiny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to spin it, and it will at random pick one of five games in your compendium, and they are... When on Earth, three in five, polyphonic pop, four-head detective, and get yourself connected. So shall I uh, give it a Christmas spin? Go for it. Isn't it weird how at Christmas you just have to put the word Christmas in front? of anything yeah. to make it sound Christmassy it's a Christmas spin it's a Christmas spin I don't know what makes it Christmassy but this is a Christmas spin in fairness that was quite Christmassy I thought so <laughs> um, oh listen to the, the bells are lovely Ben mm. bells are beautiful uh, oh polyphonic pop it is and I'll tell you what I've got you a bit of a Christmas present have you yeah what is it a polyphonic Christmas pop it's a Christmas special compendium Ooh. yeah so it's uh, you're going to get more questions than usual more points up for grabs here oh I don't know I can't contain myself I'm we, bursting out of my Christmas stocking we normally do three songs when we do polyphonic pop but this time as it's Christmas we're going to do five five and the way this works for Christmas is I have taken five Christmas songs Ooh. I know and uh, you have got to identify them as quickly as you can it's three points if you can identify it in five seconds two in ten and one in fifteen well this is exciting Christmas is exciting, songs so uh, do you want to start with number one Oh, Jingle Bell Rock. Good. Correct. Oh, I don't need to tell you who it's by, do I? No, no, no. I just want the just song. Just Jingle Bell Rock. Yep. Let's move on to number two. Frosty the... Oh, no. No. Um, oh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Rain. No. No. I, let it snow, let it snow, let I, it snow. I'm not sure that... Ooh, now, are there any points for that? I'm not sure. It was in the time. But you gave me two wrong answers first. Oh, I didn't hear anything in the rules about wrong answers. Which is why I'm not sure whether I... <laughs> it is Christmas. Okay, I'll give it to you, but you only get one point for that. All right, fair enough. Unlucky. Okay, moving on to number three. Um, 
can't think of what it's called. Well, all sorts of oh, times going by. I'm out of time. I can't think of what it's called. So all I want for Christmas is you. Oh, all I want for Christmas is you. I thought these were dead easy. I mean, that's one of my favourites. Well, one of your favourites. I'll tell you what, number five is my favourite Christmas song. Is it? But for now, we're moving on to number four, which is this. Oh, um... So this is Christmas? No. Um... War is over. Peace. War is over. That's the, the bracketed John title. Lennon thing. That's not what it's called. Is it not? Happy Christmas. That's it. <laughs> oh. Happy Christmas. War is over. I think you can have one point for that. It's not going the way I intended this to go. It's not going very well at all. So far, I think you've got. Let me count your points quickly. You got three, four, five points out of a possible fifteen. That's uh, not good enough. But my favourite Christmas song. See if you can get this one. Number five. had an argument with the wife about this one it is a Christmas oh song. stay another day it is stay by E17 yes, yes. Wow. so that was uh, two points for oh. my favourite Christmas song. lovely song about suicide Nat King Cole and the Christmas song doesn't get much better than that does it oh it's lovely lovely have we got any chestnuts roasting oh no you sure because I feel very warm <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't, don't want to be doing that. Ben, it's our Christmas show. It is. And uh, I can imagine families sitting in their living rooms now. Huddled around the radio. Huddled around the radio. Just thinking about their presents that they're going to be giving out in just a moment. And I always find present giving time on Christmas Day slightly nerve-wracking. And it's nerve-wracking on two fronts. How can you react if you get a present that you're not sure you really want? And how are you going to react if somebody you've given a present to doesn't like what you've given them? I know. You see, I, I think I'm quite confident that I can mask disappointment quite well. Really? Actually, I say that. I don't think I've ever been given anything that I was actually disappointed by. I'd be much more concerned about disappointing someone else than me being disappointed by a present. I'd much rather be the disappointed than the disappointer. I think that's very true. Because I think there's nothing better than giving somebody a present that they really want. Or something that is a surprise to them. I like surprising people at Christmas. I never like giving somebody a present that they're sort of expecting. No, but that is a tricky balance to hit because I get so stuck for ideas with some people that you just have to say, look, what do you want? Yeah. And then, of course, the element of surprise is gone. But don't you like to sort of have that moment where you say, oh... Here you are, here's a little present for you. And then they open it up and they're like, Oh, wow! Don't you like that? (laughs) Yeah, I like to surprise people, but as the years go by, it does get more and more difficult to think of an original present for that person and it just gets more difficult to buy for them and you just get fed up and you end up fobbing them off with some old... Yeah, I suppose that's true, but I I like to make sure that what I've given somebody is is really thought through. I think this just boils down to you're a more thoughtful person than me. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't want to say it. (laughs) I'm quite, well, quite glad you went down that road and not me. Well, there you go. But the thing is, I don't mind being given a present that I know what it is. No, because at least I mean. you know what you're getting. Yeah. So I like to give something to somebody where they don't know what it is, haven't got a clue, but I like to receive stuff when I know exactly what I'm getting. So what you're saying is that when it comes to your presents, you like to play safe. Yes. You, you don't want to gamble. That's right. You'd be terrible on bullseye, wouldn't you? you? You like to play safe. Yeah, but to be honest, the prizes that you've won in the round before the final, you'd be happy to lose. <laughs> Nobody has a tease made anymore. So you're happy to play fast and loose with other people's presents, but yeah. when it comes to Trevor's presents, you yeah. like to know what you're getting. Absolutely. Well, you yeah. see, I think, I think what you've done is you've started off sounding nice and you've yeah. ended up 
accidentally sounding a bit selfish. The thing is, I don't like surprises. <laughs> so, so, so as long as you know what you're getting, you have yeah. to play fast and loose with other people's stuff. But it's not fast and loose because I know those people, I know what they like, and I, I go all out. You know? Well, how much do you do that? No, I do it a lot. You know, I really think it through. Except for this year, I've been rather sort of haphazard and slapdash this year. Really? Yeah. Were they, were they two of the reindeers? <laughs> they were, yes. <laughs> haphazard and slapdash. <laughs> it's just this year I haven't had much time, really, to think it all through properly. Oh, really? Yeah, I think I'd lost my Christmas mojo, and I really couldn't be bothered. So most people this year are getting some sort of voucher. <laughs> <laughs> do you do vouchers instead of cash? Because obviously cash is the best voucher because you can buy anything. If you give someone a voucher, you're, you're restricting where they can spend it. Yeah, but I think it's that thing of if you just give cash, that seems incredibly lazy. Whereas a voucher <laughs> just seems that one step beyond. Like you've actually given it a little bit of thought. I suppose so. I, I, but Although I recognise it is laziness, I would still much rather be given cash than a voucher. What about one of those experience days? Have you ever been bought one of those? Oh, a red letter day thing. Yeah. I, I haven't, but I think... I think if I was given one, I would use it. Because I've bought people a few over the years, and they've always gone and done whatever it is. But there's always a worry of, have you struck the right note? You know, I've bought someone a day at the races. Is that really what they like? And it's always a bit of a worry if you buy someone like a spa day. I mean, if, if you buy someone a spa day, is that a nice thing or not? I've got the same problem with buying people soap. I yeah. I get a slap in the face. But you see, a spa day's about getting them relaxed and stuff but then if you buy someone something where they got going and be manhandled by some big woman called Olga <laughs> I always thought red letter day because I've never had one I always thought you were bought one and you got to choose off the list no what you wanted no you buy the experience for somebody oh you see I thought that was the whole thing you could you, you'd, you'd be given a red letter day and then you could choose if you want to go rally driving skydiving spa day you actually have to choose for them yeah yeah it doesn't work like that Ben oh someone a few years ago um, bought me and my mate uh, a day on those Segway things oh right we didn't actually get to go in the end why not well, just lots of things happened and we couldn't go, which is a real shame. But in a way, I'm quite glad I didn't because I don't think I'd have got through it alive. <laughs> They're flipping dangerous, those things. Did you get the money back? Uh, no, no, we gave we gave it to someone else to go and use. For, for the cash value or were you a bit... No, we were just... We can't go. You use it. Oh, that's the Christmas you spirit. I got a little bit I emotional when I said that. I, I don't know if it was... I don't know if that was the Christmas generosity that was touching you or the... The lack of cash. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. You, you use it. <laughs> I'm a very emotional man, then. <laughs> it was it was the giving away the money, wasn't it? You were, you were begging for the financial value to be handed back to you. At least 50% of it, maybe. <laughs> Trevor and Ben Christmas show, mm. and uh, we have um, we've moved outside into the well, what I can only describe as magnificent grounds. It is pretty impressive of this place that we've hired for our special Christmas show, and um, I'm sure you've noticed in front of you, Ben, uh, a little treat I've laid on because I couldn't guarantee a white Christmas. No. So what I've done is I've had snow brought in. Oh, and covering the expansive lawn in front of us. Mm, that's quite. That must have been quite expensive to do that. Anything for this show, Ben. You're like, was it Paul McCartney who once uh, made sure that there were no clouds above his performance? How did he do that? Uh, he got jets to fly above the 
sky and, and clear the clouds or move it. it was, Is that possible? I have no idea. We talked about it years ago, but I think I think he did it. Wow, that's incredible. Wow. Well, um, yes, I am very much like Paul McCartney, just you know, a little bit creepier. Okay. <laughs> um, although he is fairly creepy. It, it creeps me out. Paul McCartney's creepy? What do you it mean? It creeps me out. Why? I, I don't know. I, I can't explain it. There's something about Paul McCartney that whenever I see him, it's he slightly creeps me out. He does look like he's melted slightly. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He looks like a waxwork model that's been left in the heat. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of people that can melt... Um, <laughs> <laughs> you want to build a snowman? Let's build a snowman. Oh, wow. Well, I, look, I have brought some coal and, and a carrot mm. because I like the traditional snowman. You know, people these days seem to be building all kinds of snow objects, you know, animals. Uh, snow pornography mm. uh, is something I'm not a fan of. Quite funny. Yeah, and the, the, there's only one place the carrot goes. <laughs> it's yeah. a nose. Everyone knows that. Now, what are you going to use for the eyes? Uh, coal. Coal, okay. Because there was, uh, I remember a story a little while ago about someone who called the police. Called about, the police? About their snowman, yeah. About their own snowman? About their own snowman. How can they call the police about their own snowman? <laughs> well, what they'd done was they'd built a big snowman in the back garden and they'd used pound coins for the eyes. Oh. And someone had stolen two <laughs> one pound coins. And you're phoning the police? <laughs> and they called the police, yeah. I suppose I would be annoyed if someone had stolen pound coins. But then don't use those. No one's ever used pound coins as the eyes of a snowman. No. I mean, that's a, who came up with that idea? I imagine it was probably a, a yummy mummy. A yummy mummy? Yeah. yeah. She's, she's just dropped the kids off at football practice in her 4x4. Four four. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's gone home. You know, she's taken the Waitrose shopping. Yeah, and yeah. Now she's, she's built her snowman with the pound coins through the eyes. And instead of a scarf, it's just a, a roll of Waitrose vouchers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, do you know what? I miss, I do miss building snowmen. Because we don't have the snow like we used to. No. I'm sure when I was a kid it used to snow more. I used to love building a snowman. You are sounding a bit like a UKIP supporter. Like a UKIP? How yeah. dare you? <laughs> Things were better in my day. Yeah. Used I got to the snow. Place. Yeah, save the pound coins. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I, do, I have this memory because I'm, I'm, I was never very good at building snowmen. No. I know it's I mean, relatively it's straightforward. Like three big balls of snow and a carrot. I mean, how I, difficult I, is it? Yeah, but I've just I could never really get the the right shapes. And I do remember once as a kid, my dad uh, doing this brilliant job of rolling the snow along the ground and building a proper body for the snowman. It wasn't just a ball; it was a proper body. I don't know how he did it. Uh, there must have been some magic involved, of course, because snowmen always have a bit of magic about them. We've all seen the cartoon; we know that. Yeah, <laughs> so they always have a bit of magic about them. And I think, uh, I think since then, I've never been able to match that that particular snowman. I think that was the snowman I was most proud of in my whole life. It was a huge snowman. We put a hat, scarf, carrot, coal. Perfect, hmm. perfect snowman. The problem is, I always find them a bit depressing when they start to slowly deteriorate and melt. And yeah, I had a recent problem. You know, um, a while ago, I was telling you I've made a pumpkin for Halloween. Oh yeah, and yeah. Carved it. Well, I've only just cleared it up. Only just cleared it up. I mean, Halloween was about two months ago. Yeah. <laughs> wow, they must have been putrid. It was. It fell apart in my hands. <laughs> of course, I tried to it did. Up. And it was looking more and more terrifying as the weeks went on. But, yes, but it was sort of too late. But well, I think you're right. I mean, snowmen do have a sort of propensity to look uh, scary once the uh, once the thawing process begins, <laughs> and. A sadness. I mean, again, in the snowman, the cartoon, it's very sad, isn't it, when uh, he wakes up the next morning and it's completely gone. Yeah. I mean, I've never had a snowman go that quickly. No, I mean, one night is a bit... A bit of a snowman one-night stand, that, wasn't it? 
one great night with the snowman the next morning he was gone yeah and then 20 years later he came back <laughs> I would prefer it to go in one night I would don't you? like yeah the slow drawn out process of its long lingering death <laughs> Merry <laughs> Christmas everyone <laughs> way too depressing Frosty the Snowman on Croydon Radio. It's the Trevor and Ben Christmas show, and we are outside building our very own Frosty the Snowman. You know, they say there's no such thing as an ugly baby. (laughs) This is an ugly snowman. It's not gone as well as I'd hoped. No. It's a weird shape. It's got a wonky nose. It's sort of the shape of uh, Ricky Gervais in the office years. (laughs) (laughs) It's sort of... I mean, it was only a few minutes ago we were talking about badly made snowmen. It was. And now we've got this. Mm, it's a bit creepy. His eyes follow you around the garden. They look cross-eyed as well. <laughs> I'm not quite sure how you've managed that. <laughs> a boss-eyed snowman. <laughs> a boss-eyed snowman. <laughs> I mean, that, that would be a great film, The Boss-Eyed Snowman. Yeah. Would you be allowed to make that now? I don't think so. You know, the, the, back in the day, there was Clarence the Short-Sighted Lion, wasn't there? <laughs> I mean, would you be allowed to do that now? Or would people say, oh, no, you can't. that's having to go at people who are short-sighted? Oh, you'd probably get told you were mocking the disabled, yeah, if you made a boss-eyed snowman. <laughs> if I'm, yeah, so if I made a boss-eyed, would boss-eyed people suddenly start walking? Can you call people boss-eyed I don't anymore? Know, I love I don't, saying it, though. I don't even know when that's allowed. We could rejig the words to Frosty the Snowman to be boss-eyed the snowman. <laughs> yeah, no, that would be a good idea. Yeah. This is like something you would see in a horror film. Mm. So if if the snowman met, I don't know, saw, <laughs> this this is what it would come up with. If the elephant man was recast with a snowman, <laughs> you'd have this snowman. What were you thinking? Oh, what, what, you're blaming me? Well, uh, you were artistic director. Was I? Uh, for the snowman project. I don't remember being appointed that. Well, it was in the notes somewhere. <laughs> I definitely put it in the notes somewhere. Mm. I think what happened is you started with too much snow on the body. <laughs> and then not enough left for the head. I've never heard that before as a criticism of a snowman. Too much snow. And there is too much snow because there wasn't enough. Because bear in mind, I had to bring in the snow. There was only so much I could bring. Mm. And your proportions and ratios are all out. Are you saying my snowman needs to go to the gym? Or it just needs to melt a little. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's disgraceful. I tell, I'm so ashamed of it. I'm going in. I've had enough of that. You're off, are you? Yeah. You know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer. Bert Ives and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. So Rudolph wasn't one of the originals? Oh no, he was a latecomer. Yeah. Him and his red nose stealing the show. Yeah, I bet the others hated him. <laughs> you can imagine sort of Donner and Blitzen and Comet all going, they don't like him, yeah. don't like him. Because he's the one who gets all the glory. And that's for Comet. Whoever remembers Comet? Yeah, without fail, he's always the one that I forget. Oh, hang on, hang on, is that a message? I think it might be, let me just check. Because you've been trying like... to get back to Father Christmas. Yes, it is. Is it another message from Father Christmas? Should we have, have a quick listen? You have one new voicemail. Right. This is the, the ultimatum. The ultimatum. I've had a little slurp, and to be quite honest, I'm getting really f***ed off with you people. What happened? I haven't had this kind of problem since the Murdoch thing. They were all constantly trying to catch me out, and I don't like being caught out. I'm 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 Santa Claus, for goodness sake. We know. So, if you don't call me back, well, we did try to call him back. Well, I'll do something to you. I'll do some magic. I'll do something. And, and if you see any of those lazy elves of mine, just tell them, where were they? I'm sick of everybody at the moment. So, goodbye. 
Well, what? Mm. Uh, mm. Can you try I'm, and call him back? Can yeah, you try and call him back? I, well, I did try the first time. I don't think he... Uh, he's got a very bad signal. I don't think he knows we're trying. Uh, yeah, but he's not happy. Well, we wouldn't ignore Santa, would we? Right, just try and call him back. All, right, all right, all right, all right. Because next on the Trevor Men Show, it's story time. Oh, I've been looking forward to this. It's uh, an epic tale. Are you sitting comfortably? Then I'll begin. Trev and Ben save Christmas. Every person who lives in Croydon likes Christmas a lot. But the Grinch who lives in Purley does not. He hates Christmas. It could be the tinsel and lights he abhors, or it could be the tat in the one-pound stores. But to hate Christmas seems so glaringly odd. It must be that he's just a miserable sod. They're so happy, he snarled as he cracked open a beer. Tomorrow is Christmas, it's practically here. Then as in the distance a cracker was popped, he made up his mind. Christmas must be stopped. Otherwise, once more, he'd have to endure the gleeful sound of the children so pure, enjoying their presents, their games and their toys. And that's one thing he hates, laughter and noise. Then all the people would sit down to dine, gorging on turkey and glugging on wine. And then they'd do something he likes least of all. They'd toast one another and say, God bless us all. Then he got an idea, an awful idea. He dressed himself up in red and waited till all had gone to bed. Then he loaded some empty sacks on a sleigh and off to Croydon he made his way. As he dashed through the streets that were all still and quiet, he remembered his joy when he started that riot. When he and his mates left the good people yearning for calmness and peace as they left buildings burning. Then the Grinch's sleigh began to slow and he forced out a sarcastic Ho, ho, ho! All the houses were dark and silent, so the Grinch began his cruel assignment. He slid down each chimney and from under the trees he took all the games, Lego and Furbies. He took all the laptops, iPods and tellies. He bagged all the chocolates, fine wines and smellies. He took all the turkeys and roast potatoes, but when it comes to the sprouts, he's welcome to those. Every year they're shoved on the plates, even though it's the veg that everyone hates. Anyway, I digress. Let's get back to the tale. The Grinch took it all, everything without fail. He broke every tree and he smashed every light. For the Grinch, it seemed it was the perfect night. He thought to himself, This will never be topped. This festive joy I have finally stopped. But leaving the scene of his last misdemeanor, He was caught red-handed by a girl called Christina. What are you doing? She cried. Uh, helping Santa? He lied. (laughs) But the little girl knew this wasn't true. She shouted, That's a fib. I know you. She saw all the wrong the Grinch had done, but he wasn't going to end her Christmas fun. She knew she couldn't stop the Grinch alone, so she ran to the kitchen and picked up the phone. She knew to save Christmas there were just two men, so she put in the call to Trev and Ben. In moments they were at Christina's door, tooled up and ready to go to war. The Grinch knew they would battle with all their might, but he'd never give in. He'd fight and fight. He made the first move. He pounced on Ben's back. Ben yelled in pain as it went crack. Trev threw the Grinch onto the floor and the Grinch let out a mighty roar. It was a brutal contest. The Grinch was strong. For Trev and Ben to win, this fight would be long. But fight they did. Kick slaps and punches were landed. The Grinch even kicked him down below as that underhanded. Then suddenly all was quiet and serene and the Grinch was nowhere to be seen. 
Trev and Ben crept around with apprehension. Like a knife through butter, you could cut the tension. Where was the Grinch? Where could he be? He was actually hiding up the chimney, watching and waiting while the fight was adjourned for the moment when Trev and Ben's backs were turned. Then he crept from the chimney, hiding two knives, thinking, This is the moment I end their lives. But as he pounced to finish our two, Christina yelled, He's behind you! Quick as a flash, Trev and Ben turned around, and in one moment, the Grinch was downed. You see, one thing the Grinch had not done was consider that they would have a gun. He would never have thought this would be his downfall, but this is Croydon, after all. They buried the Grinch in an unmarked grave, and then our hero, so strong and brave, fixed every tree and every light the Grinch had smashed up that night. They put all the presents back under the trees and returned all the hams and all the turkeys. So as at last Christmas Day was dawning and the children woke to their favourite morning, there were lots of presents and lots of toys. There was lots of laughter and lots of noise. And no one knew quite how close they'd come to having their Christmas ruined by scum. But one little girl knew why this year should be greeted with extra cheer. And she could now celebrate again and again. Because Christmas had been saved by Triff and Ben. Christmas. Now, a lot of people don't like that song. Mm, bit dreary. I like it. Good for you. It's one of those songs that you know it's Christmas when you hear that. Mm. If I don't hear Last Christmas at least six times every year, I feel I start the new year with a cloud of depression over me. I'm glad we've avoided that. <laughs> yeah, that was the sixth time I've heard it. Oh, good. So, so we've done it. I've reached the magic number. <laughs> now, we have moved back into the, uh, the bar stroke pub area of this wonderful country mansion that we are staying in. Yeah. And um, I just wondered if this time you wouldn't mind pouring the, uh, the drinks for me. Yeah, what would you like? Would you like a, a snowball, a, a nice port? What would you like? Well, I'd like, I'd like a pint, really. A I'd pint. like a pint out of the pumps. That's not very uh, Christmassy, a pint. Yeah, it's better than a snowball. A snowball to me is like drinking phlegm. <laughs> well, you've just put me off snowballs for life. Well, Thanks for who, that. who likes a snowball? I did. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't be even bear looking at a snowball. <laughs> There's something very phlegmy about the whole thing. Eggnog. That's, of course, the classic Christmas drink, isn't still, it? Still phlegmy, isn't it? Yeah, it's quite phlegmy. I don't like anything too... Um, I don't want dairy products no, that's in, fair in, enough. A, in an alcoholic drink. <laughs> I feel that you can live without the dairy product in the drink. Yeah, I like eggs. I like alcohol, but never the twain shall meet. No, I mean, that's another thing. Don't put egg in an alcohol. No. I don't, I, don't, I don't even want a raw egg. People that say it was a great hangover cure, drink a raw egg. No, not having it. sick. Yeah, I don't know why people would even go near a raw egg. <laughs> and since Edwina Curry in the 1980s, I make sure an egg is so well cooked these days. Mm. Uh, I burn it. <laughs> I burn it to bits to make sure I'm not getting any salmonella. You know, I just, I'm just looking at the pumps here. I'd like a, a pint of the, uh, the Christmas ale there, Ben, if possible. Okay, well, uh, let me get that for you. Oh, that's nice, Ben, as you, as you pour the drink and singing my, my Christmas song. Yeah, here you go, mate. Cheers. I've never had anyone whistle it to me before. Well, is that bad luck now? It's seven I, times. I don't know. <laughs> well, we shall see once 2017 hits. <laughs> we'll find out. Uh, thanks, everyone. I'm just going to take a little sip of the, uh, the Christmas ale there. Mm. No good? Mm. Maybe the barrel is changing. Yeah, it's, it's a bit um, ripe, <laughs> I think. It's not... Mm. Yeah. 
I might regret that later. You might do. <laughs> I might do that. Well, as we were in the uh, the pub bar area of the house, I thought we might as well do this. Right, ladies and gentlemen, listen up. Welcome to the Trev and Ben. And it's the pub quiz. Oh, oh, oh. The pub quiz. Ah. Special Christmas pub quiz. Now, you know what? What? I've got a present for you. You got a present for me because it's Christmas. Yeah, I'm going to give you two extra questions. Two extra questions. Yes. Question four will be for four points, and question five will be for five points. Wow, this is exciting—a departure from the norm, one which normally I wouldn't be happy about. <laughs> but as it's Christmas and it's a present, uh, let's do it. Now you have to have a nickname, of course. Have you got a special Christmassy nickname? Uh, yes, I do. Go on then. Uh, Good King Benselessless. Good King Benselessless. It's a bit of a mouthful, but I like it. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it is awful. <laughs> Alright then, let's do this. Right, question number one for one point. In the popular Christmas movie... Sorry, sorry to interrupt. Go on. Good king. Um, <laughs> just call me Benselessless, it's fine. <laughs> I just wondered whether it's Christmas rather than points. Mm. We could have something else, like a, for one piece of holly or a, okay, uh, one uh, roast potato. Okay, <laughs> question number one for one bauble. Thank you. <laughs> In the popular Christmas movie Home Alone, to which country were Kevin's parents going on holiday? Oh, I think I know that. I don't know that. Funny um, enough, I've only recently watched that film again. Now, that isn't fair, because I haven't. But that's not my fault, <laughs> is it? <laughs> um, I've got a feeling I'm getting a bauble. Oh. <laughs> Can I put two answers down? Uh, well, this is Christmas all right. I'm in a very Actually, uh, seasonal state of mind. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Uh, question number two for two baubles. Invented in Nuremberg around 1610, what has individual parts called lametta? What? I have no idea. <laughs> Can you, could you ask the question again? Uh, invented in Nuremberg around 1610, mm. what has individual parts called lametta? L-A-M-E-T-T-A. Lametta. Absolutely no idea, but I'm going to take a guess. I'm using the, uh, the Teutonic clue. To, uh, to help me. Uh, well, I haven't got... I really don't know. Question number three for three baubles. What f- I, I like saying baubles, by the way. It's a nice word, baubles, isn't it? I think Rowan Atkinson would say that very well. He would say that very well. Baubles. Yeah. Baubles. Question number four for four baubles. <laughs> it's falling apart. Yeah, it's only question number three as well. <laughs> so uh, you don't even know how many baubles you're giving out. What first appeared in a 1939 booklet written by Robert May? What first appeared? Mm-hmm. 1939. Yeah. Well, war just broke. Are you just out. going to repeat different elements of the question back to me? Uh, it's more thinking out loud. Robert May. Robert May. Robert May. 1939 booklet. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I hate these, this question. These are tricky, aren't they? I hate this question. You know, I'm gonna, I know it's very unchristmassy, but I'm gonna have to pass on that one. Pass. You know, I can't pass, can I? You can't pass at Christmas, not when there are three baubles at stake. <laughs> Question number well, four. Hang on, I haven't written an answer That's yet. That's not my problem. Um, <laughs> four baubles, uh, which Italian artist painted the mystical nativity? Oh, this is These ridiculous. are not good questions, are they? These are not good Christmas questions. Uh, which artist painted what? The mystical nativity. Nativity? Am I saying The, it the Christmas nativity. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then you have the audacity to ask me if you're saying it wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah, because normally it's, it's said like that, isn't it? The nativity. Um, <laughs> I beg your pardon. I'll ask it again. Yes, please do. Which Italian artist <laughs> painted the mystical nativity? Oh, I don't know. Uh, okay, I'll take a guess. I've put down one of the Ninja Turtles because I'm not sure. <laughs> this is turning into a disaster. <laughs> Question number five. For five baubles. Surely, surely this is for the, the star on top of the tree. <laughs> okay, question number five. <laughs> for the star atop the tree, which Sesame Street Muppets share their names with policemen and the taxicab driver in the film It's a Wonderful Life? <sighs> um, I've had a punt. Yeah, I've, I've had a go. Right, uh, this is this has been a disaster. Right, question... <laughs> well, wait, who knows? We might have got a clean sweep here. Question number one for one bauble. In the popular Christmas movie Home Alone, to which country were Kevin's parents going on holiday, what have you said? I think it's France. Oh, really? I think so. Because I thought, were they from New York? Uh, I can't remember. I thought they were going to Canada, but the answer was France. Yes! Well done. One bauble to you. One bauble in my pocket. Question number two for two baubles. Invented in Nuremberg around 1610, what has individual parts called lametta? I, I just bottled it instead of Christmas tree. A Christmas tree? Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, a Christmas tree was invented. <laughs> um, I mean, it's no... Listen, ba- you're being very un I'm, I'm sorry. Very mean <laughs> to me in this quiz. I won't have it. It's because this Christmas ale is rubbish. <laughs> uh, I'll be honest with you, my answer is no better. I've just put Stollen. What's Stollen? What it's like a, a German Christmas cake. It was tinsel. Oh, tinsel. Yeah. Oh. Question number three for three baubles. Yeah. What first appeared in a 1939 booklet written by Robert May? I have said stockings. Stockings? That's a very good answer. I I know mine is wrong. Go on. But I just put the Grinch. The answer was Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh, really? 1939. Oh, man. I bet that cheered people up during the war. Just in time for the war. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we might be being bombed, but (laughs) look, there's a reindeer with a red nose. You're the only person that scored any points so far. So far, I've got one bauble. Question number four for four baubles. Which Italian artist painted the mystical... Nativity. <laughs> what have you put? One of the Ninja Turtles, obviously. Michelangelo. Michelangelo, well, it could be. I put Botticelli. The answer... Oh, give yourself a pat on the back, sir. Sandro Botticelli. Oh, come on. That's five baubles I've got. I've almost got enough for a mini Christmas tree. And question number five. I am realising I've made a foolish mistake. Um, <laughs> which Sesame Street Muppets share their names with the policeman and the taxi cab driver in the film It's a Wonderful Life? I, having misunderstood the question, <laughs> have said Waldorf and Statley, who were nothing to do with Sesame Street. What have no. you said? Well, I know one of these answers will be wrong. I've put Oscar mm. and Big Bird. Now, you see, you should have thought of the actual duo because it was Bert and Ernie. But I almost put Bert and Ernie. Well, you didn't. So you win with a total of five baubles to my no baubles. Oh, do you know what? I'm going to juggle my baubles. <laughs> Martin and let it snow and are we oh oh is that another message another message Ben well, is just, it another voice message I'll just check my text oh, oh I'll just check my texts yes we have received another voicemail message did you get hold of Father Christmas in the end I didn't I did try but I think I think Benny be fuming I know but I think the signal problem is ongoing but I, I was trying but I do you think this is another message from him well it does say from you know but I'm a bit nervous about it. It could be him. It could be him. Shall we just... Right, let's try. Well, I'm lying down because I'm sick and tired of waiting. 
my I'm, I'm sick and tired of oh, waiting for people. Oh, dear. I'm sick and tired of delivering presents of children just, year after year, and there's no. I can show no, you I tried to ring him. No one. I can show you my phone. No. It's too late now, Ben. He's fuming. Including you, you little. And uh, always turn out late. Never give me a drink when I get in. We never get um, presents ever again. I know. I'm going to cancel Christmas. I see what you've done. This is my fault. I'm cancelling it. That's it. No more. No more Christmases. No more presents. No more snow. No more f***ing So what? No more snow. See what you've done, Ben. He's not fuming. He's not in charge of the snow. Of course he is. He's Father Christmas. That's not my fault. Right, let's just move on. Move on quickly. I don't know about you, Ben, but um, that's what Christmas is all about in my mind. Walking around in women's underwear. That was fun. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's some more Bob Rivers stuff that you just can't play. No. It's a real shame. <laughs> but uh, that one you can just about get away with. But I love that. It's it good. Makes my Christmas. And um, that's about it for the Christmas show, Ben. It's been a good one. It has. I've really enjoyed being here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the rest of our Christmas day as well. I thought before we uh, before we go, we should put a cracker. Oh, it wouldn't be Christmas without putting a cracker. Right, you ready? Yeah, do, do it. it. <laughs> Oh. I've won. I don't like losing. I'm just going to see what it is. Did you get a hat? Got a, got a terrible hat. I'm going to put it on. Never fits. I think I've ripped it. <laughs> um, I've got one of those games where you have to get the little balls in the thing. Oh. I hate those. They're always infuriating. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to bother with that. A um, couple of jokes in there. Oh, good. Let's yeah. have them. What do you call a line of men waiting for a haircut? Uh, I don't know. What do you call a line of men waiting for a haircut? A barbecue. Oh, God. <laughs> That really is bad. All right. Uh, why was the turkey in the pop group? Uh, something about gobble. <laughs> something about gobble? I don't know. <laughs> God, what's the answer? Um, because he was the only one with drumsticks. Uh, yeah. I think we finished the show on a high bet. Yeah. I think, we <laughs> I think something about gobble would have been better. Yes, but we can't think of the punchline, can no. we? Um, why was he in the band? Because he gobbled. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, that is it from us. Uh, stay tuned to Coin Radio on this Christmas Day. Some great entertainment on the way for you. Uh, we're back with a special New Year's Day show next week. Until then, have a very happy Christmas. Take it easy. Ta-da. Bye. The Trev and Ben Show.